time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. All right, raise your hands with me. Raise them high. Here we go. Let's pray together. Father, we love you tonight. God, we thank you for what you're doing in DSM. We thank you that there is a God movement taking place in our generation and we get to be a part of it. We love you and we honor you. And all of DSM said amen. Amen. I want to talk to you for just a moment about fear. I want to read out of Psalm chapter 23. So if you have your Bibles, let's go there. Psalm chapter 23. I just want to read this verse. I know that we've just had this incredible time. I want you just to focus in for just a few minutes. We've got just a few minutes left. Psalm chapter 23 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the big idea here is he says, I won't fear fear evil. Why? Because God's with me. God's with me. At the core, God's with me. A number of years ago, I went uh, skydiving. Anybody been skydiving before? And uh, so I went with a couple of my buds, and we got up in the air, and we were about to to, to jump out, and all of a sudden, the, the plane, the engine on the plane, it just stopped. And so for just a little bit, we were just kind of just gliding in the air. And of course, I'm in there totally naive. I think this is what normally happens when you go to jump out of airplanes. The engine stops, right? Later, I found out, I ended up talking to the guy. I found out that was the first time that had ever happened, and that was abnormal. But for just a moment right there, there we are. We're in, we're, 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 we're in the air, no engine going, and the pilot is, you know, quickly trying to crank things and make things happen. And the guy who I'm jumping with, who's the, he's the professional, he's quickly like strapping things up and they're throwing the door open and we're thinking we're going to make an emergency jump. And everything inside of me is just like sitting back like, this is fun. This is, this is good, clean fun. This is great. Because at the core, I thought, these guys are professionals. They do this all the time. This is no big deal. I'm fine. Don't you do this for a living, right? I'm I'm good. I, uh, a couple years ago, I, I actually got off an airplane in Birmingham, Alabama, and one of my, one of my friends, is a, he's a professional race car driver. Anybody know Lane Schranz? Lane Schranz is a professional race car driver, and right here we have the Pikes Peak Hill Climb, and every year he races his race car, starting at the bottom of the mountain, all the way up to the top of, uh, to the, top of the mountain. He's been doing it for over 20 years, and now he... He lives in Alabama. He comes back every year. He comes back every June for the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. And I didn't know this, but a friend of mine picked me up at the airport and he said, Hey, Lane, uh, instead of taking you to the church, he has, he has something he wants you to see. And so I'm thinking, oh, we're going to maybe, you know, just go to some restaurant that's famous in Alabama or something, you know, like, I don't know. And when I, we, we start driving and we pull up to Talladega. Do you know what Talladega is? Talladega is a famous raceway. All right. So we get there. And Lane Schranz is in a, in a race car, and he's like, jump on in, David. I'm taking you around Talladega. And so I, I, I got in the race car, and we started going 150 miles an hour. I mean, round Talladega. And I'm sitting there just smiling, like grinning ear to ear, like, what's up? I mean, we're going so fast. And, of course, 
without Lane, I'd be scared to death. Without Lane, it would be so freaky. It would be nuts. But he's, he's a professional. This is what he does. He's been doing this since he was 21 years old. This is what Lane does. The whole idea is that you and I, we've got years ahead of us. And if you imagine going into the future, these days, 20 years, 40 years, 50 years, if you imagine going into these next, this next decade, maybe this next year, and it's strictly on your own strength, it's strictly on your own power, you've got reason to fear. If I were to be driving around a race car at Talladega, going 150 miles an hour by myself, ah, I'd be scared to death. If I, were, if I were in an airplane about to jump out of one by myself and the, the engine goes out, by myself, scared to death. The whole reason why those sort of situations weren't even scary, they weren't even fearful, they weren't even hard, was because I was with someone who knew exactly what they were doing. They'd done it over and over again. Listen, we serve a God, and he is omniscient. Here's what that means. He knows everything. We serve a God, he's omnipotent. He has all power. And so, you, as we look towards the future, as you look towards your life, you have a choice either to do life on your own and look to the future on your own power, your own wisdom, your own strength. Or you go, I want to do life with God and do life with the one who says, I have all power, I know all things, and I want to do life with you. We read through the scriptures, the whole idea, the whole big idea that comes all the way from the Old Testament to the New Testament is that God wants to do life with people, the people that he created. Actually, the whole way that this thing turns out is you and I spending an eternity with him. That's where our future is going. And the big idea that we read through the pages of the scripture is God wanting to be with his people. I love in Isaiah 33... In Isaiah 33, Moses is speaking on behalf of the people to God. And he looks at God and he says, God, I need your presence. If your presence doesn't go with us, what will distinguish us? What will make us different from anybody else? And the whole idea that set the Israelite people apart, where they saw miracles, where God took care of them, was this. God was with them. He was with them. They still had to go through life. They still had to do what everybody else had to do. But there was one variable that made them distinct, that differentiated them. It was that they got to do life with God. When Jesus comes, they said, the angel said to Joseph, let me tell you what his name will be. His name's Jesus, and they will call him Emmanuel. You know what that word Emmanuel means? God with us. It means, okay, God's with his people. Jesus now comes. He does life on planet Earth forever. We get to do life with God. And the whole privilege of this thing called Christianity, it's not a legalistic set of rules for good people to prove to others that they're good. It's broken, weak people that get the opportunity, the privilege to do life with God. You can do life with God. I don't care who you are tonight. I don't care how broken. I don't care how abused. I don't care how bitter or how angry. You get to do life with God if you'll choose to. If you'll make a choice. 
I want to do life with Jesus. I want to do life with God. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, comes to earth. He hangs out on the planet with disciples, 12 men. He talks to them. He walks with them. He hangs out with them. They eat together. They do life together for three years. He dies on a cross. He raises from the dead. And just before he ascends into heaven, he looks at them and he gives what all of us know is called the Great Commission. He looks at his disciples and he says to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, and he says to them, you go. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then he looks at them. And surely, I am with you to the end of time. I'm with you. You're not alone. Sounds like Michael Jackson. You are not alone. Anyway, but, but that's not biblical. Oh, yeah, maybe it is. Michael Jackson. Anyway, so Jesus looks at him and he says... I'm with you. All authority, has been, all authority in heaven has been given to me. Therefore, you go. Do the stuff that I've been doing. Tell people about who I am. Tell them. Let them know the good news. The last thing that Jesus said is he looks at his disciples and says, go tell everybody as you go to the store, as you go to your, the houses, as you work in fields, as you go. Go let everybody know this good news. And for the last 2,000 years, people have been telling the good news of who Jesus is. They choose to follow him. God becomes with them. And then they go tell more people. And that's been happening for the last 2,000 years. Today, the church is huge all over the world. Started with one man mobilizing 12 men that says, go tell everyone who I am and surely be comforted by this. You will will fear no evil. No one can stop you. Why? Because I'm with you. I'm with you to the very end. Listen, you've got a choice. You, You can do life on your own. Some of you, you've tried that. And when you look to the future and you think, everything that I have, all that I've got is based upon my own strength, based upon my choices, you've got reason to fear. Now, I know that our culture says something other than that. Our culture looks and says, look inside your heart. You can do whatever you want. You've got got power within you. Come on. You can do it. Look inside yourself. Let me tell you something, friends. That is nothing short of saying, I'm God. It's called humanism. It's existed, it's always existed. At the core, it's saying, I don't need God. Humanism is at the core, I just need me. And it's flooded our culture. You hear it all the time. I've got four little kids, I hear it in Disney songs all the time. It is so, it is so exists in our culture. But at the core, it's, it's not God's will for your life. It's not you saying in my own strength, I will fear no evil for I am with me. (laughs) I can do it. I got the power. It's in our culture everywhere, isn't it? I got the strength. I got the power. I I can do whatever I set my mind to. The very essence of Christianity is I have discovered that I can't, but I know one who can. He knows all things. He's all powerful. He's already defeated the enemy. He created the heavens and the earth with a sneeze. He's huge. And he has offered me an invitation to do life with him. And tonight, 
DSM, we want to offer you an invitation. I want to invite Nico and the DSM band to come on up. And I believe there are some of you that here tonight, on this night, you want to say, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I don't want to look to the future and me be the answer. I want to look to the future and have God be the answer. Because you're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You're going to walk through dark times. You're going to walk, walk through hard days. All of us will. And you don't want it, your only strength to be what you have. You want it to be, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. God, you're with me. And the way that you are with Moses, you're with me. And the way that you are with Joshua, you're with me. The way Jesus was with his disciples, you're with me. And if you're with me, then who can stop me? Because I've got God. I can go through anything. The essence of Christianity is admitting I'm weak. I'm broken. So I'm going to lean in. I'm going to depend. I'm going to give my life over to God. And I'm going to do life with God. Would you stand with me? Tonight, just shh, keep it quiet. Tonight, if you're someone in the room tonight, and you've been living on your own, your own brain power, your own strength, your own courage, it's not you go, I want to surrender. I just want to, I want to do life with God. I don't want to do life on my own. I want to do life with God. If that's you tonight, you want to give your life to God. You say, I want to be a God follower. I want to be a part of that. I just want to invite you, just come on down here right now. And I want to pray with you. Let's give them a big hand as they come. Come quickly. Come on. Yeah, good. Come on. Come on. If you want to give your life to God tonight, come on forward. All right. Good. Then everybody raise your hands with me and let's surrender to God. Father, I thank you for the disciples that are in the room tonight. thank you, Lord, that you're with us. Because you're with us, we need not fear, Jesus. Because you're with us, we can face any difficulty. We can face tomorrow. Father, we give you our lives. Give you our hearts tonight. Thank you for what you're doing in DSM. We love you. Help us to be your people. Help us to walk in strength. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did. Because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.